Hello, I'm Ben Eagle, a podcaster, journalist, and rural communications consultant, and welcome to Rural Business Focus. This is the podcast for rural businesses and those looking to start a business in the countryside. Episodes are released each Tuesday to inspire and support you to be your very best, both personally and for your business. Please subscribe to the show wherever you're listening, and if you think this episode will help someone you know, forward it on to them. It's the only way the show grows by you sharing it. So thank you for that. But now, Let's start today's show. Hello, everybody. I hope you all had a really good start to the week and welcome to episode 21 of Rural Business Focus. Um, Now, most business owners are pretty busy people um, and you'll probably have a to-do list as long as your arm or even longer and you'll be balancing all this around family, social commitments, other things. Um, However, making sure you are physically and mentally fit and healthy is really vital for you to remain focused and do the things that you need to. And a couple of weeks ago, um, we were speaking to personal trainer Tony Eilert about keeping physically fit and mentally resilient uh, from an exercise point of view. Uh, but today, and we're going to talk about other things today as well, but mostly we're talking today about nutrition, albeit in the context of an overall uh, healthy lifestyle encompassing physical exercise, rest, um, good sleep practice and, and other elements, um, as well as what we're eating and drinking. Um, and to guide us through this, we're joined by Lucy Williamson, who is a registered nutritionist based in Hertfordshire. Uh, Lucy's a Love British Food Ambassador and a visiting lecturer in nutrition and dietetics at the University of Hertfordshire. And she also runs her own nutrition consultancy. Lucy, welcome to Rural Business Focus. It's so good to see you. How are you Hi, guys? Ben. How are things going? Yeah, great. Thank you. Thanks so much for inviting me. I'm. Um, this is just uh, ticks many boxes for me. All that we're going to be talking about today. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. in, in many ways, yeah. I had a sort of list of people who I wanted to come into this podcast on, on in the first place, and you were definitely high on that. So it's uh, oh. yeah, it's great to have you here. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Um, can you just start by giving the listeners uh, some background to what you do because you're now obviously a, a nutritionist but actually you you have a veterinary background yeah it's always an interesting one to try and explain I think it's always great when we try and explain what we do and what we're passionate about if you go back to our roots I've just found that really helpful and my roots really as a child were absolutely grounded in nature and I just knew growing up all I would want to do when I was working was to still make sure I kept that connection with nature which was really my driving force behind being a vet I just thought you know working on a farm how how cool could that be um so I was very lucky it was a bit of a struggle to get there but I managed it and um as a vet I very quickly became just fascinated by the power of food to heal so you know not Obviously, this is purely animal focused at that point, particularly in small animal practice. And um, I also really loved working with people, the farmers and the pet owners. And um, 
when I then stopped work to have my own family, I think as a mother, I just became even more kind of conscious that I wanted to feed my family the right thing. And I was just very lucky in the end. I had the chance to go back to university and do a master's and my family kind of were the bedrock and supported me through it. And then I just knew I wanted to get into human health. Yeah. Um, I'd sort of really got the science of, of food and how it just drives our biology and and ultimately optimizes our health. So, so yeah, now I'm a nutritionist. Um, your nice introduction pretty much wrapped it up. Um, I do also love working with um, small food producers, particularly those who are trying to transit to a more regenerative farming approach and just providing through my nutrition consultancy um, nutrition support, whether it's for media, um, you know, websites, social media to try and help with marketing um and and really it's all kind of wrapped up under the heading of what i call the gut project because i'm everything i do is um rooted in very natural approach to nutrition um you know i mentioned wanting to stay connected with nature and i find food is a wonderful way to connect back all the time to the story behind that food and how that food was produced and how that actually impacts our health and and so the gut project initiative that I have is sort of acknowledging that really great nutrition begins in the gut. Um, it's a project because I feel my job is very much evolving. I'm loving collaborating with other people, sort of working in that same kind of space of a very natural approach to health. And um, it's it's the root of so many, so many great things. So, yeah, that's that's how I came to be doing what I'm doing. OK, uh, let's talk about the why first of all so as we said in the intro business owners are, are pretty busy people um but on a basic level so why is it important that we actually take note of what we're eating yeah do you know it's it, perhaps it's an obvious really question well, but it's such an obvious question isn't it <laughs> it really is but it amazes me every day friends and intelligent people it, it's just people are so busy i think we just forget that our food literally becomes us you know so what i had yeah. for breakfast will become me you know yeah. by, by tomorrow and um it be, you know it becomes your your cells of your body it it drives our actual biology the system that we have to keep us alive you know it's fueled literally by the foods that we eat and how we live you know lifestyle obviously plays a huge part but i think it's that one key thing our um body has this tremendous inbuilt mechanism to work well and to heal well and to look after us and if we can start thinking about the food that we're eating without taking the fun away but if we can start thinking about the food as actually fueling me rather than just filling me up when I'm hungry you know that's the key really we're just trying to optimize our health with food and and yeah that's why it's so important yeah, and and what about brain functioning? Um, I mean, what's the relationship between what we what we eat, our nutritional intake, and uh, and the functioning of our brain? Yeah, wow, it's a big question. I mean, it's huge, and I I think there's different ways that you can look at that. I overall, I would say the kind of big picture thinking with that is we you maybe heard this term now that we're starting to talk about nutrient rich food, so food that's really full of goodness and often what we're finding is food that's more 
processed or ultra processed it's really it becomes very high energy food but it's actually lost a lot of those lovely nutrients that were in it when it left the field or yeah yeah left the farm or and those nutrients are really vital for our health and when we actually think about our brain functioning um there's i guess maybe i could kind of think about it in if we think about um plants and then we think about animal foods in those those two different categories so many of your listeners might have heard of the gut brain axis mm. and how how we look after our gut health and all those billions of good microbes that are living inside us um impact our brain and it's the most exciting area of medical research and they 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 literally do their their our gut is connected to our brain through a nerve called the vagus nerve and our gut bacteria they produce chemicals which actually transit signals up that nerve they help to make hormones which um impact the functioning of our brain so a, a lovely one is our happiness hormone serotonin which we want to obviously increase um hugely impacted by our our gut microbes that make one of the little building blocks for that and also they importantly um our microbes actually have a, a role way where they are preventing well i would call them toxin substances that we shouldn't be absorbing into our bloodstream they're actually preventing that too and that actually can also impact that sort of gut brain link so they have lots of different roles the main thing is to remember <laughs> that if we eat a big variety of plants and some fermented food in there as well it actually nurtures our gut health which will impact yeah. our brain but also crucially that sort of those animal foods which you know i just one of my real roles i find as a nutritionist having been a vet actually is to really promote the value to our health in animal foods and when it comes to our brain fish for example um really quick and easy to cook fish you know a lot of people get kind of oh scared mm -hmm. by cooking fish but you can mm -hmm. just wrap it in foil a bit of butter a bit of lemon it's cooked in five minutes in the oven and it provides us with those amazing omega-3 oils as long as you remember to drizzle the oil on the fish and don't okay. chuck that away with your foil <laughs> and um those oils, those particular types of omega-3 oils that we get from fish, they form 60%. So two-thirds of our brain tissue is from omega-3. I, I didn't know it was that significant. Yeah, it's huge. And it's wow. um, it's not just... So the omega-3 that's in plants actually is quite a different type of omega-3. It's still good for us, but it's not. It's, it's subtly different to what's in fish in that the omega oils from fish, we we can absorb them and use them straight away. Whereas the ones we get from plants, we we have to kind of then make them into the right types of omega-3 ourselves, which is a very long and slightly complicated process. And so if you eat fish, you're just getting it, which is why we're advised to eat, you know, a couple of portions of fish every week. Um, so so that is a, a key thing. And, but, you know, the great thing is with, with thinking about, I know you're your um, listeners are um, thinking of those rural businesses and presumably quite a few are farmers and actually um, quite an exciting area that I've been looking into is um, beef that's coming from um, regenerative farming or yep. um, organic farming where they're getting much more grass in their diet all the time and um, you know more farmed in nature those that type of meat is much higher in omega-3 okay. as well so 
I think sometimes we just forget it. As I said at the beginning, it's like, what can that food actually do for us? But yeah, overall, you know, people talk about brain fog and not being able to kind of think quite clearly and, you know, of course, sleep and rest and all these other things come in into that. But the more we can keep our food real and not with not these additives that we we see it's so easy to eat additives by mistake you know I always say the rule of thumb is is to just take a quick look on the back of a packet check the label and and see well would I keep those in my kitchen cupboard do I even know what they are and they've obviously all been passed as safe for us but that was a long time before we really knew about our gut health and our yeah yeah microbes and everything so yeah just the more sort of seasonal um local nutrient-rich food um that you know it, it's key to our health and particularly yeah. our brain functioning yeah but, but and again something that that you say a lot is that actually um this needs to be part of of, of a bigger picture so the importance of sleep for example yeah i mean I think the key word here is stress. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm a small business owner and um, it is so difficult balancing everything we need to do in life. Mm. And, you know, you're passionate about your business. You're maybe you've got a family or you've got lots of other things going on. And stress has just this enormous impact on our health and even if you don't um, recognize it within you, but just sort of feeling a little bit more tense, trying to reach a deadline or not quite getting somewhere on time, just you feel your shoulders rising and your breathing's getting more shallower and all these, um, they have a real impact on us. And the more we can get our body more in that calm state, better breathing, getting a little bit of exercise, just taking five minutes to go and listen to the birds singing. the better it is certainly for our health because what happens when we're stressed is our body is in this kind of fight and flight situation yeah. which you know we needed and it's a great thing but we don't want it all the time because mm. then uh we get the sort of wrong hormones like cortisol rising and being there in our body all the time and what that does is it drives these sort of negative inflammatory processes that then do start to affect our health and so you know that's why I always say great food is about 40% probably of the answer and the other bit is you know as hard as it is to do but the the importance of getting enough sleep I just even if you feel you've got to stay up late doing stuff you know it's just uh it's well researched it you know there's fabulous science um sleep and 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 rest so you know getting a break doing something different just uh, giving your brain a listening to music for a short amount of time anything that just gives you a break and a rest from from what you're working hard at all the time um so yeah those lifestyle uh impacts are potentially huge so what are some easy ways of ensuring good nutrition whilst also sort of working this around a busy lifestyle yeah, I really like this question. I'm so pleased you had that in there, Ben, because actually it's really almost consider it like my mission in life is to yeah. try and help busy people <laughs> eat well and um, keep as healthy as you can. And I, I've just found, being busy myself, I, I find I, I can 
hopefully really help here and I guess it's almost sharing what I do it is my job so it's slightly easier but um do you know one of the first things I always say is try and kind of free yourself from recipe books um I I'm hoping that rural business owners probably actually quite enjoy food and maybe enjoy cooking slightly more connected to countryside maybe and therefore food is is probably plays a bigger role and I think if you can have like a few key skills, like if you can make up a risotto quite quickly or um, you can make like a kedgeri, uh, mm-hmm. so this sort of equivalent dish, but with fish um, pretty easily. If you've got some basic skills where I know I can fry up an onion, I can add some, like if it's a risotto, I can add maybe some uh, risotto rice or actually barley is a really good um, mm-hmm. alternative as well. And I can do that risotto base really easily. Then actually I can just look in my fridge and see what I've got that needs using up rather than thinking, oh, well, the recipe says I need to have, you know, X, Y and Z and all these spices and herbs. And it's amazing. You can make really tasty food by using up what you've actually got that perhaps is looking a bit sad and needs using in your fridge. Yeah, that's a great tip. So, yeah, I think having some basic skills so you can rattle something up really quickly if you need to and not feel that you've got to kind of be a slave to a recipe book try and use use what you have um it's very easy the other night i was i made um uh, i think it might have been a quiche or something that was in the freezer and i just wanted the salad to go with it and i opened the fridge door and thought oh no i haven't got any salad and then i thought well hang on a minute actually i have i've got a tin of sweet corn i've got a few leaves left i've got a bit of cucumber i've got some mint leaves in the garden i've got a bit of parsley that was finished but you know there was still enough there and i had a bit of broccoli which i cooked very quickly and then plunged it in some cold water so it was bright green and looked quite nice and i just put all that together and that was my salad and so you just have to kind of think out of the box a little bit some of the time and then there's key things like you know i think if you're really wanting to sort of get to grips with how can I produce food that's really healthy, that is taking me less time during the week, you know, what, what do I need to do? Then maybe initially you do need to just take a little bit of time to get some good habits in place. Thinking about, um, you know, what's a good time of the week to so just take half an hour out and write a list and think about a vague menu for the following week. And really, when I say a menu, like maybe just four dishes that you think, yeah, I'll have that. So I'm in my head. That's what I'm cooking the following mm. week. Because the other meals you can use. I'm, I'm so bad at doing that. I always yeah. I always say at the beginning, I'm going to make myself do this. I'm going to make myself do this. And then it just doesn't happen. No, I mean, and, and I'm the same and it doesn't. But, you know, if you've got the good intentions, I've literally got a little notebook and um, I just have it. At some point, I just scribble down some thoughts for the yeah. next week and I, I vaguely sort of stick to it. But at, at least it's something to remind me of a, a good thought that I had. Yeah, that's a good tip. Um, and then the other thing, yeah, just thinking out of the box, you know, like if you do a roast, you don't have to do all the trimmings with it. So I've got a you know, big strapping lad who needs his protein and I sometimes actually will cook. I'll roast a chicken during the week, which actually some people that, you know, it's like, my word, how do you manage to produce a roast chicken during the week? But I literally put the chicken in the oven and roast it. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, you know, do a little quick risotto. So I'm, I've got my onions frying, the the chicken's in the oven. I'm taking the juices off the chicken and putting it into the risotto as it's cooking. Mm. 
So the carb is the risotto with a bit of cheese and some onion. And then the roast chicken is fresh out of the oven. And then just even some frozen peas or something, you know, frozen food, tin food, it's all got its place. And the flip side of this, what if we don't get our diet right? Yeah, if we don't get it right, um, of course, there are all sorts of um, outcomes that, you know, and, and, and risks. And I think just to say, unfortunately, the media has has given has made food so confusing and so um, will almost induce. I speak to people who get very anxious about yeah. what they should be eating because yeah. it's just, you know, actually, what is healthy? Like, should I eat dairy? Shouldn't I? Should mm. I? It, it's it can get so confusing. And that's another thing that I love to do. I mean, I literally have it on my sort of statement, if you like, is what I do is I give clarity to yeah. give people confidence that they are, they know that this is this is good to eat and, and makes it easier for people. So um, I think maybe a good way to approach it is, is just to say, um, you know, get away from those processed foods foods that you you look at and you can't quite recognize what's in them because there'll be all sorts of additives in there and things like emulsifiers that change the texture of food and we know now that that can really upset our gut microbes um our gut bacteria which are so pivotal in our overall health and so the more we can keep food real the better and you know as far as what the risks are I uh, totally respect, you know, everybody's opinions on how they like to eat and the choices that they might like to make. But as a nutritionist and a mother and with a veterinary background, (laughs) I really I struggle and I worry about people that do, for example, maybe choose to go down a vegan diet, for example, because you have to be so careful that you're still getting the Mm. um, the nourishment that you need for your body to function properly you know, that's where I really enjoy reassuring people and saying, you know, dairy is, uh, if it's farmed with nature, is one of the most sustainable foods that we can actually eat. And, you know, we can't eat grass, but it's been converted into the most nutrient rich food for us. And um, there are some hidden nutrients in foods like dairy, for example, iodine, which is a very boring nutrient but a glass of milk will give us half our daily amount of that and if we don't get enough iodine as as a child certainly or as a baby developing it it can really impact the development of our our brain and our iq and so you know there are some real risks if we don't eat just that balanced diet i think to avoid that risk you know just try and keep that rule of thumb two-thirds plants, a third animal food, and try and keep it really real food, not too processed, and you won't go far wrong. Yeah, great. And just rounding this up, really, um, and you've given some good bits of advice already, but just a a few takeaways for listeners, I suppose. Yeah, well, um, picking up, I suppose, on that last comment, my passion is, is the microbiome and the gut health and the huge impact it has. So, the biggest things you can do there is not just eating, you know, lots of fruit and veg. It's it's thinking of plants as plants like herbs and spices and nuts and seeds and legumes and beans and pulses and grains and all those wonderful plants. The more variety you can get every week, the better. That's a, a really key point. And, you know, just add add seeds and to salads and um 
you know, when you're making porridge, maybe add in one or two other things as well as oats. And it's just about trying to get that variety. That's key. Fermented foods, a fabulous thing that you can do to drive your gut health and a little bit of fermented foods every day. So whether it's just yogurt, cheese is actually a fermented food. How good is that? (laughs) Um, Dairy, kefir, if you want to go one step further, a fabulous fermented milk drink, um, sauerkraut, these kind of foods, brilliant to add in. And then, yeah, just keep remembering the value of those animal foods, you know, um, meat, fish, eggs and dairy. Just make sure they're on your plate um, about a third of your overall diet. Um, That's my sort of general rule of thumb that I go by. Brilliant. Lovely. Oh, well, thank you so much for coming on. As Luciano, it's been short and sweet, but uh, thank you for thank you for coming on. And just, yeah, I think that w- what I wanted from this episode was really just to take listeners back and sort of uh, give them a little bit of a little bit of a reminder, really, um, and just make us think about uh, that element of our lives because, yeah, life can just run away otherwise. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, to be what we need to be, to be a business owner and to be what you need to be for everybody else, you've got to look after yourself first, haven't you? And food is a great step towards it. And it's also just that, you know, so much centres around food. I mean, I, I just, you can, in, you can, your mental health can be... Um, so much improved by just enjoying the value of food and um particularly if you've been able to source it well and the time you spend preparing it in the kitchen and touching it and feeling it and cooking it and smelling it you know and enjoying it with people around the table it yeah it's uh it's great yeah i think that's a super point to end it on uh thank you very much for listening um, next time on the podcast, I will be joined by Gemma Knight and we'll be discussing the benefits of having a virtual assistant. Um, and on our sister podcast, Meet the Farmers, this week, I'm joined by Somerset arable farmer, Emily Adicott Suavo. Um, if you can do one thing after listening to this episode, please rate and review us wherever you're listening or post it on your social media. Tag us at Rural Business Focus. Uh, but for now, I'll leave you in the way that I leave you every episode. Try to do one thing that helps you progress this week and one thing that helps someone else. Keep focused and I'll see you next time.